What's good, Montreal? Welcome to episode three of Behind the Founder podcast. I am your host, the one, the only, Jonathan Margell. I'm very excited about this week's episode. In today's podcast, we're going to have a chat with my boy, Complete Beauty, Michael Vinicor, coming to your speakers live from North Miami Beach, baby. Mike is the founder of Polwax and is an absolute beauty, completely crushing the game right now revolutionizing an outdated industry that so many of us loved as kids. Kick back, relax, take your socks off, you're in for a real beauty potty today. Avi, I've been listening to this beat all week and I'm ready to rock with you. Captain Kaplan, give us something nice to vibe with. That's nice. Let's go! So a big part of the podcast is I'm looking for a consistent tone here. And the tone that I'm looking for is to keep things extra authentic, extra real, extra crispy in the audio, as if you're on the phone with me, kibitzing, chit-chatting. I want to keep you company. Take 15 minutes of your day. Go for a walk. Look at the sun. Crack open a beer have a little glass of sake, and just chill. So, next on the show, we are going to get my boy, Michael Vinicor, on the line. Mike is going to be calling us from North Miami Beach, Florida. He originally started off Sneak Peek Luxury, very sick sneaker shop in Miami. Everything, 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 everything at this store. He knows what's going on. Obviously, that that piqued my interest. I love my sneakers. Mike pivoted. He got into sports cards, and he built out an entire marketplace from, from scratch that really nothing like this existed and still exists, minus this. Completely crushing the game. Super interesting guy. I reached out to him several months ago when, when I noticed what he was doing with Pull Wax. Got to know him. Went out for some beers, Gulfstream, feel good. And what a, what a great kid. Such a beauty, has ties to Montreal, boys with Alex Galchenyuk, loves Antonio Park, loves Montreal, loves everything about Quebec là, and really excited for, for him to introduce himself to all the listeners and for us to get into it. All right, all right, all right. We got Michael Vinicor on the phone. Mike, how you doing, brother? I'm great, bro. Thank you so much for having me. How is the weather in Florida today? It's real, real humid. But listen, we're not supposed to go outdoors anymore because it's COVID. So balcony, I don't even notice the weather. Just the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, I'm really excited about today. Um, I've had the pleasure of, of having this conversation in person multiple times. Uh, but there's a lot of people that are listening that I believe used to be big card collectors, would love to hear about your story, would love to hear about pole wax. Would love to just, you know, hear you get into the space. 
Um, so, so introduce yourself, talk to, uh, talk to all the lovely people, let them know who Mike is. My name is Michael Vinicor. I'm the owner of Polwax. If you haven't heard about Polwax, it's a, it's, it's a couple, couple different things, but right now we are selling sports cards. So we're live on Instagram and Twitch essentially every night, um, selling sports cards, Sports cards mean so much to me. I grew up collecting cards. That's how my dad and I built a great relationship. Just, you know, as a kid, going to the sports card store, ever, you know, I get a good grade in school, take you to the card shop, get you a pack of cards. We grew up watching football, basketball. You know, sports means so much to me in my life. And everybody kind of forgot about cards. Like it happened with me. I probably stopped collecting, I don't know, 12, 13 years old. And then 13 years later, I opened up my first box of cards and just fell in love with it. I would say I opened up my first box probably like 10 months ago. And when I opened it, I just, I don't know, there, there's nothing like that nostalgic feeling that, you know, you don't, that you haven't felt for a long time. And I essentially got addicted. I thought it was just going to be a hobby of mine. So I just started to rip up, like buying a bunch of cards, buying a bunch of cards, opening it, having a good time. And then I started realizing that everybody wanted to buy them. People were messaging me because I was posting it on my personal Instagram. And people were like, hey, Mike, like I want to buy those cards. Where can I buy cards? How can I get into it? And I realized there was a lot of missing information in a billion-dollar industry. Like sports, sports cards are like a $12 billion industry. Weren't you telling me uh, PSA was publicly traded? Yeah. So PSA is publicly traded as CLCT. They were at... I mean, recently they even got down to about like $14. Now they're well over 20 and, and it's, it's just crazy. The players in the community and how underground it really is because it's such an outdated industry that it's kind of just catching up with all the technology and everything else. As you already see it daily, how you have all these different Instagram breakers and people, you know, selling cards online. There's a lot of stuff happening. It's just a very underground scene and it's almost like a cult following, you know, you like really need to know about the hobby to be able to be in the hobby. I mean, things definitely changed from, you know, 90s, early 2000s, used to go to the card shop with the boys and, and now it's, it's very much online. I mean, what percentage of people do you think don't even rip their own packs of cards and they just have other people, third parties on Instagram, Twitch, whatever, kind of opening it up and mailing it to them. Like, uh, is that close to 50, 50? Like, I think that it's more in favor of actual online breaking. I would say probably like 60, 40. Is that crazy that historically, you know, people are opening up their own stuff. It's such a rush. Like now it's just instant gratification online not even doing it, just checking out the cards. Like, that's crazy. It's nuts. I mean, this is the new generation. Of course, you still have your people that buy online third parties and then, of course, buy their own personal boxes and rip them themselves. But uh, overwhelming majority of people are breaking online. Uh, I also wanted to discuss sneak peek luxury for two seconds, kind of talk talk to, to everyone, all the listeners about uh, your background and kind of how you got started professionally and, and, and how that transitioned into Polax. I think that's a very interesting of part of the story. Definitely. Um, so in 2015, I opened up a little sneaker store called Sneak Peek Luxury. I didn't really know much about sneakers, but I saw that there was a 
gaping hole with sneakers, how so many people were buying. There wasn't that many avenues to be able to get them. Um, there was only a store called Flight Club at the time, and there was no major consignment shops. Not many people were doing this. So I realized that there was a huge opportunity to, to do it, and I jumped right in. Didn't have the most entrepreneurship skills. It was my first time ever owning a business, you know, but you learn as you go. And I was able to build up a little sneaker store to a worldwide sneaker store. You know, still, you know, have a part of the store, but really focusing on the pull wax stuff now. You start with a, with a penny and a dream. You know, we, we're, we're, we have Instagram and all social media channels now. So everyone is very accessible. It's just learning how to operate and, and, and be able how to brand yourself and know who to work with versus who not to work with, know who to do favors for versus who not to do favors for. And it really molded me into the entrepreneur that I am today. And it's paved the way for Polwax. The reason why you see Polwax growing so fast and you see all the amazing things that Polwax is going through, I owe all the success to Sneak Peek Luxury because if I didn't go through it myself and go through the trials and tribulations of that store, I would have never been able to plug and play so smoothly um, everything that I'm doing now and all the connections, all the relationships that I have. Um, a lot of it comes and stems from sneak peek. You know, I've gained a ton of trust from people through there. I've done a ton of good business. So having that trust with people is very important. And that's why Polax has been able to, you know, be such a big thing in such a short period of time. So let's talk about uh, some of those relationships. I'm familiar that there's a lot of athletes that roll in and out of the shop, basketball, football, from other cities. Um, talk, talk to everyone about some, some of your boys you know, that are playing sports. You know, I, I know what the plans are for the future, but if, if you're comfortable talking about it, um, you know, how could you possibly incorporate them uh, into the card world? First of all, how could I not be comfortable talking on Jonathan Margell's podcast season episode three, baby? Come on. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> We're going to share all the secrets. So hopefully they better still be listening. Um, so long story short, listen, I have tons of relationships with so many athletes and influencers across the board. Some of the closest relationships that I have, obviously, all, that's where all my Montreal roots come from. My best friend, Alex Galchenik, yes. uh, now currently the center on the Minnesota Wild. Alex and I became very close right when I opened up the sneaker store. It's a funny story how we met. So long story short, they came by the shop and Alex and I clicked right away. Two Russian guys in Miami, two young guys that, you know, the main thing that Alex and I have in common is hard work and family and family matters and ethics and everything else. And that's why we click so much. It wasn't necessarily, you know, because we're Russian or because we're young. It really is the fact that we both work so hard and never took no for an answer, even when the odds were against us. And I think that's what made our relationship so special. And of course, you know, him being in professional sports and that being, what I love more than anything that that obviously helped as well. And, you know, I just got a lot of love for him. He started playing incredible when he got traded to Minnesota. He's, you know, he's battled with ups and downs his whole career, but I cannot wait to see him finish off his career in the NHL because he has a lot to prove. And since we're talking about Chucky real quick and, and your several trips to Montreal. Talk to us about a couple memories. A lot of Montrealers listening. What do you, what do you find out? What do you remember? I got one thing only. Chef Antonio Park, baby. <laughs> You're hungry, eh? That's, Did you eat dinner I tonight? I need some. I need some dinner and I want to go to Kempai, shoot a couple basketballs later at night. We're going to make it happen as soon as the, uh, the borders open. 
<laughs> I was just going to get into, you know, all the other amazing relationships that I have. I don't want Chucky to steal all the shine. Hopefully he doesn't hear this because if he heard me call him Chucky, he would have a heart attack. <laughs> but uh, long story short, um, you know, Ryan Shazier, one of the most influential sports players in the world in history. What that man had gone through is something that I hope for nobody. You know, he he was one of the best linebackers in the league, pro bowler, incredible, incredible captain of the defense, covered the tight ends, played 3-4, three, 4-3, four, four, three, just literally covered the whole field he was like a linebacker safety hybrid and monday night football against the cincinnati Bengals, he lowered his shoulder and hit someone hit a running back on in the red zone and long story short um got paralyzed for a little bit everybody thought that he would never be able to walk again ryan of course overcame all the obstacles just as i expected and you know i was there to see him walk on his wedding day and to see the transformation that he did was nuts. The only thing that Ryan ever cared about was football. All he wanted to do was be the best linebacker to ever play the game. That's what he would tell everyone and everyone. He's a student of the game. He loves every aspect of it. And now, you know, we're going to see him adapt and take it to the next level. Coaching, management, the whole nine yards. Um, love Ryan to death. I'm super lucky to be able to meet him. And now not only meet him, but for it, to call him one of my closer friends is is something that I'm very blessed to be able to say. Was it because of Shazier that you became a Steelers fan or or was that No, before? no, I was a diehard Steelers fan at 13 years old. So basically right when I stopped collecting cards, um, I fell in love with Ben Roethlisberger, watching him grow up uh, from Miami of Ohio, watching him play college football. I've just never seen a freak of nature like it. Huge 6'6 quarterback who can run fast, throw far, can't get tackled. Like I just fell in love watching him play he, as a kid. And then he got drafted to Pittsburgh. And, you know, my whole you – know, everyone's like the Margells. They're big Dolphin fans, my whole family. <laughs> and He's a big I, boy too, Ben. I – yeah, big boy. And I said, hey, guys, listen, I apologize, but my favorite team is the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I don't care what you tell me. This is the team that I like. And ever since then, man, I've been rocking real hard with them, uh, watched every game ever since Tommy Maddox got hurt. Big Ben came in his rookie year, played the second game week two, didn't lose until the AFC Championship against New England. But thankfully, we don't have to deal with Tom Brady and the Patriots anymore, knock on wood. Forget um, about him. He's out. Yeah, I think I think that's one thing we all have in common that we can be happy about. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, I just became a diehard fan, never really made it up to Pittsburgh, didn't have the money, did you know? was young, you know, had a lot of things going against me. But then, you know, thankfully to sneak peek, I was able to make some money and I was able to, you know, take myself in the team. You know, it's always more than me. I always take all my teams everywhere that I go because there's no I in team. So we took them all to the Pittsburgh game and I had met Ryan Chazier through a close friend of mine. Ryan called me one day and was like, hello? I was like, what's up? He's like, this Ryan. And I thought it was fake, but that's how he talks. And it was really Ryan Chazier. And we just, he just is that nice of a guy. Some a mutual friend of ours called Ryan and he said, Ryan, there's a great guy named Mike. I want you to meet. He owns a sneaker store. He's a diehard Steelers fan. Like he's very cool. Please give him a call. Ryan just called me. Wow. And that's literally how we met. It was, and I was taking a nap and I had woke up and I saw a Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania number and it was Ryan Chazier. And I'll never forget that ever in my life. Will I ever forget that moment? It was a surreal moment to me. 
And you almost don't realize when you put in so much work on a day-to-day basis and do favors and always play the long-term game, because that's a game I play, you never really realize it until those little moments. It comes in spurs, you know, like little here, little there. And those are really the humbling moments that makes you keep going every day and makes you realize there's a bigger passion. Like there's something more than just making money and being an entrepreneur like these things money can't buy certain things you know so moments like that is just is just incredible and that's just you get what you put in if you're looking for the short-term result if you want the immediate gratification immediate satisfaction you're never going to win but if you're going to play the long-term game and put your head down and just keep going these are the things that will happen i love the way that you uh that you just said that good for you man that's uh it's beautiful i love it and another uh, good Canadian, my good old friend Kelly Olinick, another great Kelly. friend of mine. Great friend of mine, one of the most humble guys I meet. He knows he does not want to see me on NHL because I embarrass him every single time. <laughs> but that's a whole other side story. Um, Kelly is a very close friend of mine. We, we developed a great relationship. He got traded to the Miami Heat. I had a... I had a, a store grand opening, and when I had the store grand opening, I had one of my friends. He actually brought Josh Richardson and Kelly Olynyk to the grand opening. Very nice. So it was, it was super cool, and me and Kelly just developed a really good relationship. He's only like two and a half feet taller than me. It's really not a big deal <laughs> at all. And um, we just kicked it, man. We just became really cool. Also, you know, he loves the hustle. They all these athletes and all these artists and anyone on a big level, they love the hustle. They love the hustle. They love to see what I do. They know the odds are always against me. They know I'm always dreaming big. And to be able to kind of solidify myself in new gateways and new things, you know, sneakers were just emerging when I got in. Cards is just coming back to life. I always hop on the right trends and the right waves because timing is everything. And you could be the smartest person in the world and you can have the best team in the world. But if you're not adapting with times, you're never going to be successful. So... Sometimes you got to go on to the next thing, even if it doesn't make sense. And even if it's hard, and you know, even if the odds are against you, being comfortable is something that I've never done. I've never, I'm never comfortable. Even when I hit my goals, which I usually always do, I always set higher goals and i never get complacent and I never just sit there and be thankful. Like I'll, I'll, I started being a little bit less hard on myself and I, you know, started being thankful for the wins and losses and thankful for family and everything else, but I'm just always dream big and I always want more. So I think that that's a very important aspect of entrepreneurship. Just like Kelly Olenek. have somebody telling, just like Kelly Olenek, listen, they, everybody wants more as an athlete, you know? They want to average 10 points a game, then they want to average 20. They want to make 5 mil, then they want to make 10 mil. They want to make one all-star game, now they want to win a championship. Like, goals are always increasing, and that's, you know, I think that's the common theme that I have with athletes, and I just have such a big respect for them, you know? I grew up loving their sport. I'm a fan of the game, and just to be able to connect with these guys and see what they go through is it's incredible you know from from the tv it looks all fun and games but it's a lot more than just that it's real life real business real everything so i commend all these guys uh i remember seeing you turning the camera on and having shazier open up a few packs are you planning on doing that more times in the future with some of these other guys no i'm kidding Yes, definitely. Um, I cannot wait to do that. I have so many favors in the in 
favors slash tricks up my sleeve that I'm going to do. I think I haven't even really represented what pull wax is. I really want to, I want to take a deep dive into that. Cause of course I got really excited talking about all these stories and everything else. It's but, all part of the box story, but definitely get into course, the marketplace. Of course. And everything. So, so Right now, as I said, of course, we sell sports cards online, just like any other break room. We're buying boxes of cards, reselling them. We're buying single cards, making our own custom repacks called pull packs. So we basically make our own packs. Um, we call them pull packs and we make them very, very good and very affordable for everybody. Because what's happening with the market is supply and demand is growing so high that the prices of cards are similar to sneakers five years ago. Astronomical. Insane. Like the prices are insane right now for, for boxes of cards. So we always try to keep innovative ways to keep our players happy and without, you know, having them, their pockets stretched so thin. So we're doing that and we're just growing our social medias constantly every day and just collaborating with all the right people and just growing our brand. That is the most important thing that we want to do. And yeah, eventually um, I'm going to have a marketplace. The app is getting built now and sooner than later, we're going to have a marketplace where people are going to actually be able to buy and sell single cards and boxes on our application. The only um, platform right now where you can do that is eBay and you know, eBay, is great, but it's, a, it's very outdated and there's a lot of different things that sellers want and sellers want to tend to. And I want to make that a focal point for sports cards. And I just want to keep on changing the hobby, keep on innovating and just make it the easier, funner, safer place for all the users. I mean, when, when you and I met one another, I kind of caught on to pull wax very early on, really caught my interest, uh, definitely spent many, many years of my life at the, the hockey card Coliseum on the carry with Mossy getting boxes, but it was a lot of hockey and I noticed uh -huh. zero hockey and I thought about it and, and I was actually very curious what, uh, what your thoughts before we, we continued on. Um, I mean, for sure it's big in Canada. It's, it's, it's very, very important hockey, you know, coast to coast here, but in the States and internationally, I, I don't think people care nearly as much. Like uh, I haven't seen a hockey box, a hockey card, anything uh, in a while. Yeah. We, uh, we bought like two cases of hockey and we sold out. We actually sold out of the hockey cases that we had. I'm, I'm sad you missed it. We sold some SP game used and a couple other things, uh, a couple other hockey things, but yes, it's, it's very low on the totem pole. Um, the, what, what we're getting into now is soccer. Soccer cards are really exploding right now. A lot of these uh, cards are going astronomical prices, like the Mbappes, the Leo Messis, the Cristiano Ronaldos. Like these cards are really skyrocketing. And soccer is the most international sport in the world. So my list right now is basketball, one, of course, football, two, soccer, three, Baseball four and hockey five. Wow. Not uh, Star Wars cards or uh, some of the other sketchy ones that are out there that Panini makes. Yeah, there's a lot of sketchy <laughs> ones out there. Star Wars, <laughs> tennis, NASCAR. NASCAR. Um, you know, Come on, NASCAR. Tons of stuff. But yes, that's from top to bottom. And... Listen, every day there's something new. Every day there's new things coming out. Hockey, it's all about it's all about relevancy like with cards, you know? Like the cards go up when it's relevant. So when the Niners were playing the Chiefs, 
I sold all my San Francisco 49er cards because they were going for the hottest at that time. It's the same thing with cards as with everything. Timing is, is, is key. So knowing when to buy, knowing when to sell, knowing when to have is all about when the sport is relevant. And what's crazy is the whole world is on pause. All the markets are going down. The diamond market, the oil market, everything is going down and sports cards can't stop going up and there's no sports. So what's going to happen when sports actually come back? Yeah, it's going to blow up. It's going to blow up. It's actually funny that you just said that. That was one of the uh, the questions that I had written down. I want to get into. Uh, if someone asked you, you know, what heart, what cards to to hold, you know, long term, what cards should I be flipping? How would you answer them? I mean, it obviously depends on per player, right? Like my number one investment, my number one player that I'm investing in right now is Jaron Jackson Jr. from Memphis Grizzlies. Um, I would say buy as much 1819 prism as you can of Jaron Jackson Jr. Patrils, you hear that? Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, I love him. I think uh, that Memphis Grizzly roster is incredible. So many young guns. They're really letting them play the game. John Morant is a true leader. And they have Brandon Clark. They just got Justice Winslow from Miami. They're really building themselves a nice little roster. And I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is a superstar. But in independent of, of let's say, um, you know, the, the most current thing that, that you're vibing, there has to be some cards that are in the vault. You're not selling. You're not thinking about selling. Jaron Jackson Jr. That's like I'm holding. That's There's the a first, bunch of players. The first, first That's one? my number one guy. Wow. His cards are not that expensive compared to the superstars. And I genuinely think he's going to be a superstar. So the Luka Doncic cards are amazing. 18, 19 bucks. And, uh, 18, 19 prism. Wow. 18, 19. But how much are the cards running? So like it depends, you know, like a, a silver Jaron Jackson PSA 10 is about 100 bucks. Once Jaron Jackson Jr., you know, in a year or two when he does what he's supposed to do, it's going to be a $400 card. It's actually the second time or third time we said PSA. I'm sure a lot of people need a refresher what it is or just don't know at all. Of course. Uh, can you, can you uh, touch on that for two seconds? Of course. So PSA is the biggest centralized grading service in the world. Essentially what they do is they get your card, they authenticate it, and they put a grade on it. There's only two grades that you're going to get for new cards, either a PSA 9 or a PSA 10. If you get a PSA 9, that means that your card is worth the same amount as it was before you got it graded. A PSA 10 makes the value increase a lot, anywhere from 2x to 5x. Wow. Um, it's very simple. You go on psagrading.com. You can Google it. You create a submission. You send in your cards. You pay them a certain amount depending on how much the card is worth and everything else. It, of course, it all depends. And long story short, they grade your card. You get it back. And your card is worth a lot more than it was before. So it's a very, very important aspect of sports card collecting. Uh, PSA is not the only company. You also have BGS. BGS is from Beckett. Beckett owns it. They were the ones who used to give us. I know you remember when you were collecting back in the day, because I remember when I was collecting. Of course, you couldn't. You couldn't go on eBay to find out how much a card is worth. You picked up that old Beckett. You looked at the year. You looked at the card. You looked at the number, and the Beckett told you how much your card is worth. 100%. That is no longer the case. 
So I actually got my first two PSA rated cards uh, in the last two weeks. One, one I bought on Polwax from from you. Uh, I think mm -hmm. it was in one of the the pull packs, which are, which is a mm -hmm. great, great, great idea. I love it. And the other mm -hmm. one on on StockX, like 150 bucks, Ken Griffey Jr. PSA nine, just to have it, just to to, to see what it looks like in the case. You know what of I mean? Of course. It's. Uh, Did they ever get damaged in there? Because like it, it's pretty sealed up and tight, but. The card moves a little. Could it actually screw it up, or you haven't seen that yet? No, no. I mean, usually they make it so you can't. Um, I never heard of anything like that. Once they're in the case, they're in the case, and it doesn't affect the value. Um, like unless you break the slab. Yeah, I mean, for sure, if you crack it, uh, kiss it yeah. goodbye, right? It's garbage toilet. Correct. Um, so I want to touch back on something that you mentioned a little a little uh, earlier. Um, do you find that since COVID began, there has been a major boom? in trading cards because that's what it looks like to me it, it just looks like it's on another level 24 hours the last few days it's insane i personally think that people have more time on their hands but i wouldn't say that because of covid sports car it's honestly not really like before covid i was actually selling not that i'm not selling a lot because obviously a lot is happening but covid has made the wealth the really wealthy people spend more money because they have more time but the average joes are don't have the access to their revenue that they were making they were they don't have access to the income that they were touching so obviously you know you're missing out on a lot of buyers because the people that would spend a couple thousand dollars a week or a month those people barely could pay for their homes now because of their income you know so it's a give or take i can tell you one thing there's a lot more viewers yeah. now, a lot more viewers. Like I'm getting messages every day. And this is, this is one of the things that helps me keep going. Messages from Australia, messages from Germany, messages from Canada. Yo, you guys are the best. You guys really give me the, the number one entertainment. We're watching all your lives. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like for me, you don't need to buy for me to support me. And that's what I tell everybody, a follow, a share, a comment, a like, a conversation. These things all mean the world to me. And these things are what's going to make pull wax the biggest thing in sports cards. I like that. So it's never about a buck. You know, I think that a lot of these cards are very expensive. As you said, the boxes are nuts. So that's why we're constantly innovating and finding different ways to let people be a part of it without having to get their pockets hurt. And I say this often, rip responsibly. And I really mean that. People laugh when I say that. They're like, ha, 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 yeah, 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 I think it's a joke. I know exactly it's what not you're a joke. <laughs> it's not a joke. Rip responsibly is something that I, I really, really stand by because – Everything in moderation, anything in life, you need to have, you need to be in moderation. And sometimes people take this like poker or blackjack. When you lose a big poker hand, you get on tilt, you buy out of your means, you go crazy. This is what I try to avoid with everyone. Like sometimes even my friends, I put them on restrictions and they get really mad at me because they have the money, you know, nah, dude, you bought too like, many boxes. And I'm like, sorry, brother, like you are over your limit. Like go to sleep. It's like when you had too too many booze, you know what I mean? It's like you just need to learn how to do everything in moderation. There's always tomorrow. There's always the next day. And this is supposed to be something for fun. You're not doing this to make money. You don't buy cards to make money. Like I'm not saying that you can't make a business out of it. What I'm talking about for the average consumers that are buying and supporting, they do not need to go out of their – You know, they don't need to go – 
out an extra amount. So it's just very important to me that everyone rips responsibly, whether it's in Polax <laughs> or anywhere else, because it's something that can get you know, can get ugly. No, you're a hundred percent right. I'm happy you said that. Um, I actually had another question for you, and then I think we're we're running short on time. Um, so obviously, some of the boxes. 400 bucks 500 bucks 600 but easy like there's there's crazy crazy product out there and you know it's it's not a secret you can just get a dud or or a box that's not packed with fire and and all the nice inserts and and the good autos and all that and and it got me wondering you know you ask yourself the question do i buy the box or if i open the box and there was one two three dream cards what would they be and then just buying those cards individually online uh i find it it's like the cost of two boxes but you get exactly what you want is that nuts like uh, you ever thought thought about that or what, what do you think the smart people that are looking for long-term investments are buying single cards a hundred percent this is for fun but ripping boxes is for fun. If you want to make this a business and you want to be profitable, you buy singles. Obviously, what everybody does is they do both. They buy singles and they buy boxes, which is a great mix. You just need to know, you know, it really just depends on the person and what they're trying to do. I like that. I'm 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 on your your wavelength. I'm I'm personally even thinking, you know, you buy some of the okay boxes. You don't go nuts and then you buy the the inserts. Yeah, for, like for the, the plates and patches that you were buying, the football boxes, two hundred dollars here. You know, I love our custom products. I'm not saying it because I want to promote my custom products because I always put a lot of stuff into it. What I'm saying is it's a very economical way for people to have fun getting the dopamine rush of buying cards without having to go crazy and actually make money. Like you spent $250 on our pull packs. You got at least $350 in cards. You know what? I, I, uh, let's, 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 uh, before we wrap it up, I want to talk about pull packs for two seconds. Personally, uh, what, what you're providing the market, the industry, uh, whatever. Um, I love it. You know, you have the mystery pack with your logo on it. You open it up only top loaders. You have full packs in there. You have graded cards. Like everything is nice. And like, there's no schmutz. There's no base cards. There's no garbage. If there is a base card, it's the best base card. Uh, I love it. I love it. It's for sure. Like you said, value. Um, you know, how, how did you think of that idea? You know, wh why do you think it's doing so well? It's, it's really one of the best things that, that I've seen you do so far are the pull packs. Great price point. You're, you're killing it with them. It's funny because I started that off like right as I started doing it. I always knew that I wanted to give someone a custom product. Um, I saw some of my competitors doing their custom products. They were ridiculously expensive, $100, $150, $75. They weren't getting any value out of it. So what I realized was, hey, listen. And they would make, you know, five boxes at a hundred bucks each or 10 boxes at a hundred bucks each. I said, look, I'm going to make a hundred packs always. And no matter what I put into it, I'm always going to put more than I receive. So if I made 20, if I made a hundred packs at $25 a pack, I'm going to put $3,000 of value. I might clear 2300 or 2200 or 20, whatever it is, but I'm going to always put more because I'm longevity. I want people to love my brand. I want people to love these packs. At the end of the day, I'm giving back to them for all the support they give me. So 
And that's the way I'm always going to keep going. The more I grow, the more I'm going to give everybody a chance. Giveaways, pull packs, sweepstakes, the whole nine yards. Like There's so much money to be made here that I want everyone to have a chance. And the way that I'm doing it is really – I've created a very cult following. Uh, we have a family. You know, we've really developed a family of people all around the world that have the same interest, the same common theme. So that's just all I want to do. I want to keep bringing the family closer and closer together and just making more really cool things and really, really fun stuff. Like, especially in a time right now of everything is so, so dark and bad and depressing and so much bad (laughs) news everywhere i want to give some light like i only work good off passion i'm a very passionate person and if i have no passion then i'm not going to give you my all and when i give you my all i'm going to give you a lot so i'm on live 10 hours a day i am making it happen in every step of the way and the most important part is i am having fun having so much fun. Like I'm about to go live in an hour. I cannot wait to go live. And I was live all that last night and I'll be live all this weekend. And I genuinely love it because if you don't love it, then you're not going to be successful. Tell the and listeners the, the IG handle. At Pullwax, P-U-L-L-W-A-X. Quick backstory because I know we're running short. Pull is, you know, you pulling cards. That's what pulls is. You're pulling cards. And wax is what you call sealed boxes. So there's a reason behind the name. I love it. Look, I and have. It's hard to get a seven letter domain these days. <laughs> Yo, it's true. It's very, very true. Did you get the dot CA? You got to do it after I say yeah. it so no one hears yeah, it. I, right? I did. I did. I did. <laughs> I did. What a beauty. I did when we spoke. What a beauty. Good, good. I'm very happy. And you know what? I have a feeling this is not going to be the last time that we're on the show together on the potty. Um, I'm very, very sure. This is just the beginning. It's just the beginning, my friend. And and I really appreciate your time. And and I love your story. And I love your business. And and I love the passion. And everything that that you shared with us today. Uh, you're, you're, You're killing it. The ultimate beauty, bro. Thank you, bro. I really, really appreciate it. Got a lot of love for you. Um, can't wait to be in Montreal. I got a lot of people to see, a lot of things to do over there. And I really look forward to for you to coming back down to Miami so we could have some Sapporos and go to the bowling alley. Yeah, and I'll bring you as my plus one for uh, for a Dolphins game, that's for sure. <laughs> my brother. All, All right, right thank you good, so man. much, Markel, bro. Keep on doing big things. I can't wait to hear your new guests, your new stuff. And make sure to follow this podcast ASAP. (laughs) My man. You take care of yourself, you beauty. Thank you, John. Uh, We'll talk soon. Chat soon. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to episode three of Behind the Founder podcast. It was a lot of fun to get started with our first interview today. There's going to be many more as the weeks go by. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast page on Instagram at Behind the Founder POD. If you haven't done so already, please hit subscribe. Tell your friends to hit subscribe. I'd also be so happy if any of the listeners submitted questions, topics, ideas, anything. Say what's up in the DMs. Answer the questions when I post them. I enjoy the spontaneity. 
I love you guys, and I'm so happy to be talking to you today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the support. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face, and hang tight out there. Yo, Avi, take us out of here feeling good, baby. Peace.